Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to the Rich Shields Golf Show podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rich Shields. I'm here with co-host Guy. Uh, episode 201. Nice. Um, it feels like it's been a really, really busy last eight days since we last did the podcast. You know why it feels like that? Because it has been. Correct. I've played 136 holes of golf in that time frame. And I yep. made I made two pals. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, you had a two-par run as well. And <laughs> uh, you kept you ball for three holes in a row. No, in all seriousness, in all seriousness today, we need to cover some important matters of me out on the golf course. And I don't want to, this might be tempting fate, okay? I might be playing in the next Ryder Cup. Wow. 2025. Wow. My game is trending so positively at the moment. I think it's only a matter of time. I'm surprised I've not been drafted in last minute for this. We'll year's make you a deal. I don't disagree. Let's skip 2025. Like you go for 2027 at a manner. A bit more local. Just give me a bit more time. A bit more time, a bit more local, a bit more, a few more of our UK listeners can be like that short journey over. I like over. that. I like that. Um, yeah. Um, game is trending. We'll come on to that quite a lot, but I'm, I'm kind of getting some weird feelings at the moment, guys. <laughs> okay. me. Some weird feelings. It feels like the last kind of, I don't know, weak Ryder Cup heat fever has crash landed in the world of golf. Rick, you are not wrong. And I don't like to do this, um, but every now and again, I will um, tell somebody straight, may I add. And in our Facebook group that has now nearly got 100,000 insane members, lovely people. Insane. <laughs> insane in the sense that they love the golf. They love a bit of Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. They want to chat they want to get to know people the nice people i would say in that group but every now and again you get a bit of a um numpty never numpty never know it all now i'm not saying this person is a numpty or a know-it-all i'm sure this person is very very nice but this person this morning left a message on our uh, group saying you guys mr trick not releasing a pod on the Ryder cup picks i'd rather listen to that than an interview with a youtube personality so their post got 49 likes, so many of which were laughing emojis. I don't want to brag, but I commented back with 216 likes on my comments. I think did. I've won that fight, that war. Ratioed, I, I, exactly, as the kids say. Correct. But my comment back, the reason I'm making this point is, next week, the Tuesday of the Ryder Cup, we have got an absolute banger 
Ryder Cup special podcast. Tell people why it is so special, Rick. We've managed to get hold of Dave Sampson, who is the course architect from Marco Simone. Wow. We've got the guy whose vision, ideas, layout of the golf course, it's his baby. We have got him on the podcast next week. And you know why we're so excited? We've already pre-filmed it, mm-hmm. and it, and I can't wait for it to come out. I want to listen to it again. It was that good. You know what? I think sometimes golf course architecture is the kind of topic that some golf fans will be like, yep, yeah, can't wait for that. And some people might be like, might miss that one. I'm not too bothered. Let me assure those potential doubters. Not only is Dave an articulate and witty and cool guy, the actual conversation, if I say so myself, was very insightful, very fun, and it you learn a lot. And we talked so much about the Ryder Cup kind of holistically as well. And next week it was our, is our Ryder Cup special. Do not miss it. I also do feel like we did talk about the picks. I think we did. I think we have been bits and bobs, yeah. Um, but anyway, it feels like Ryder Cup fever is hitting. I'm going to ask you a question. Yes. And you might want to reserve your judgment. Yes. Okay? You have several times, mm. several times, in fact, maybe, maybe even... Maybe even double digits yep. time. You've sat here in in, in public, okay, yep. on a microphone, <laughs> and spoke to our wonderful audience. And you've you've admitted a couple of things. All right, you've admitted you're not the biggest fan of the Ryder Cup. Correct. Does anything change at the moment? I feel like there's a turn in the tides for you at the moment. Yes. Let me just for those people who have not listened. There's definitely some of the earlier podcasts. I was quite provocative in my approach to the Ryder Cup. I said it was overrated. Provocative, <laughs> I like that word. Hear me out. This is nothing to do with politi- polit- politics. I feel like when I talk about Europe, sometimes people think, "Oh, you want to be out of the EU and all that nonsense." Nothing to do with that. I find it hard. So, if, if England <laughs> are playing football or soccer to our American listeners against Brazil, okay? I was just thinking of Guy Farage over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want England to beat Brazil in a football match. There's no questions asked. Of course I do. I'm English, I'm British, right? When it's Europe versus America, obviously within that, there's English players, you're Tommy's, you're Tyrrell's, Lodes, etc. Justin Rose, Matt Fitzpatrick. I won't keep going on. But do you feel European as such? Is there ever a time where you would clash yourself or introduce yourself as, hi, I'm Rick, I'm European? Maybe not. No, it's so, not our first choice of identification. Correct. So I always feel like if I was American, I would be much more behind the Ryder Cup because you are supporting your country. That's the first thing. I think the second thing with golf as well is, and it's not so much the case now, but I grew up like you and many of our listeners, viewers, as a massive Tiger Woods fan, okay? A huge Tiger Woods fan. He's the reason I love the game so much. I, I idolised him growing up. I would want Tiger Woods to beat anybody on the Europe team every <laughs> week of the year, whether it be the Masters, the Open, the US Open, whatever it looks like, I want Tiger to beat whoever. Now, I found, I found it hard as a youngster to then, on this one week of the year, change that to wanting Tiger to lose, okay? It's like a football team where I support Liverpool week in, week out, apart from the losing. <laughs> it, it found that difficult. I know. I, I think the only way I'd compare that to it is almost like if your favourite player from Liverpool is... Um, I'll go with Andy Robertson, who is Scottish. Scottish. And England were playing Scotland, but your favourite player, like, how do you want his performance to be in that match? Yeah. You still want England to win? Correct. 
you you might want Andy Robinson to score or whatever because he's your favourite player, but you still want England to win. And yeah. I think that's possibly where where I think in golf a lot of my favourite players are American. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've got a lot of favourite players as they are European. You're right though; it's definitely different being from Europe, and I'm sure our American fans won't quite appreciate this. But when you are in from Europe and you're supporting the European team, you're right; it's not our first identification. Mm. Like we we're not, and certainly with all the bloody brexit and all that jazz we're all a bit confused about where we are in the world these Mm. days but um for me it's more the fact of we know what side of the fence we're on Mm -hmm. we know we're on the supporting the blue team we know we're going to absolutely smash the red team Mm. i'm in blue you're in red today i'm not sure what that's telling us (laughs) but i feel like for us you know yes we have got out those 12 Ryder Cup players i think four of them are english which is pretty solid really mm-hmm. isn't it mm. and you've obviously got northern irish with uh roaring ireland with with um shane lowry and etc etc different countries around europe I, I honestly i feel like i'm throffing at the mouth at the moment with the prospects of the Ryder cup and i'm not sure why this year more than ever i would agree i am this year so much more up for it I think partly because we've been to Marco Simone and played it, which we'll come on to in a moment. I think that's a big thing because I'd never played a Ryder Cup course before a Ryder Cup. Yeah, me too. And this year we have. We'll come on to that in a moment. That's a big thing. I think secondly, I think there's been a real change in the guard this last this year. You know, obviously you guys like your Westwoods, your Malinaris, uh, obviously Poulter have all kind of stepped aside. And we've now got some of this young blood in Aberg or Obrey, as he's actually, I think, pronounced officially Ludwig. Um, you know, we've obviously got the, the the rise of Victor. He's absolutely dominating. Rory Ram. You look at the team; it's exciting. We've got a bit of experience in Rose, etc. But what I would say, and again, this is probably going to get some hate. I get, I get this. As a spectator who's not going, you are going. We'll come on to that again in a moment. I would honestly, <laughs> I'd rather Europe lose, but it be an amazing Ryder Cup down to the wire than Europe to dominate. Because I want to watch something for three days and be excited by it. I think I, I think, can't see it being dominated one way no, or another. Either, I, but I don't. But I also think the format always allows for the final day to exactly. be exciting. Exactly. Like, yeah, no, you're right. Regardless of whether the the USA have gone out and won the first two days convincingly, that those twelve matches in the afternoon on on the ride on, on Sunday, it, everything is still to play for on those on those twelve rounds, Completely. which is great. But, however, just completely going against my last previous kind of discussion points, though, is actually this year is a year where I would actually say I am a bigger fan of the European players anyway. Actual players. Correct. Than the Americans. So if we're looking through the list now, Ludwig, I'm very excited. I don't think I know him yet on that like personal level, so to speak. But I'm huge admiration of the talent he's got. He very nearly won at Wentworth. He had obviously a bad last day. He won the week before. That was, that, kind of, that was his first glimpse of of his rookiness yeah potentially really? you know he's he's come on the scene and and really hit everybody by surprise since was it june he turned pro, Term pro in june i think it's yeah ridiculous now he's on the Ryder cup team if he would have gone out and dominated that that final round at bmw went mm-hmm. which would have been ridiculous he that he would have really put his stamp down and gone Wow, I'm here. You're right. I think that, that was upsetting for him to kind of fall away. I think one of the things I did hear on, on another podcast, though, was that I wouldn't even say that was like necessarily pressure because the first two days, I think he was paired up with Rory and Victor and he went out and shot ridiculous scores. But I don't think it was necessarily the moment was too big for him. I think he just literally had a bad day in the office. But you know, we then look at Fitzpatrick. I'm actually a fan of Matt Fitzpatrick. I think I admire his game. I love how he's gained distance. I think I quite like his personality in the Netflix show he came across well. Tommy goes out saying, massive fan of Tommy. Uh, Victor, huge fan of. 
I must admit, I was never a huge Shane Lowry fan either way. I thought when you interviewed him at the Open, he came across really well. Yeah, he I mean, gained, gained a fan from me. I do like Rory. I like John Rahm. I like Justin There's Rose. So many. And, and even McIntyre, yeah. I think the underdog. Yeah, I think the, the only ones I've not connected with really yet are uh, Stracker. Who's basically American, really. Yeah, uh, Hogard and also Aberg, who obviously mm. I don't feel like I know much about. But I've met uh, Fitzpatrick. I've met Tommy. I've play, played with Tommy, played with Tyrrell, played with Shane. Not played with Victor yet, but we obviously filmed and done a podcast with him. Um, met Justin multiple times. Met John Rahm at the Masters this year. Have interviewed Rory McIlroy. Like, there's actually quite a lot mm. of guys there who I've actually been fortunate enough over the years of doing YouTube I've managed to meet. On the USA t- side, I mean, there's still some real favourites for me. Obviously, Ricky Fowler. Yeah. In terms you know, of favourites that you like or... He's just, but, yeah. just a person I love. Yeah. Like, you know, he's such a nice guy. Um, I love Max Home. I've met him a few times. Mm, he's been nice great guy. with me. Never. Oh, I've met Justin briefly, but Justin and Justin... Sorry, Jordan and Justin. I love both of them too. Scotty Scheffler, I've grown more fond of. I like Scotty Scheffler. I'm, st- I'm still not quite fully there with you. Obviously, me and Brooks have loads of beef, so me and me and Brooks can't be best friends, I'm afraid. <laughs> and he's made that very clear in many regards. So that's going to be a bit awkward in the Ryder Cup after I've had a few uh, azaleas and a few sherbets. I'm hopefully, you know, there's no disgruntled me versus Hi, Brooks. <laughs> me versus Brooks that gets a bit messy, do you know what I mean? I've met Sam Burns a few times, dead nice guy. Don't really know. I've ne- never met Patrick Cantley. I don't, I don't not like him, but he's not someone I'm dead fond of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wyndham Clark, I feel like, even though he's won a major this year, I still don't feel like I know no. a lot about him at all, really. Um, Brian Harmon, again, not, you know, obviously won the Open, but I don't feel like I've got any connections with Brian. Uh, Colin Morikawa, really like, um, and Xander Shoffley. So I think it's somewhat mixed, but certainly from, from as you've mentioned a minute ago, I think a lot more of my favourite players are on the European team no, this, I, I, this I year. No, I would agree. And, and I do sometimes jest about the Ryder Cup, but truthfully, this year I am really, really excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. As I said, you're going. I know, and and I think that's that is definitely helping my excitement for mm. it. Uh, we went to we went to Marco Simone about four months, four weeks ago, and we filmed there. And the golf course is spectacular. Those videos are actually going to start to be dropping very soon. We had a match. We had a break seventy five that turned into a match play. We sacked off the stroke play because it's not a stroke play. Course. It's not a stroke play course. We weren't playing particularly great stroke play wise. Even, even Dave Dave Sampson said that he said you can't play yeah, stroke play. It's stroke play course. It's all about match play. So, so we put our money where our mouth is and went straight up head to head. While the winner was decided, we won't name who. We're gonna maybe it was me, maybe it was Rick. Who was it, Rick? Wait to find <laughs> out Friday. Is Good it Friday video. this week? Friday this week, and then on the following Wednesday. We did a scramble, so we became a team. We put our rivalries because to one side. Because the golf course is too bloody hard Correct. to play on your own. And what a golf course, though, genuinely. I think you're going to get two real good opportunities to learn about the golf course ahead of the Ryder Cup, which I genuinely think as fans and viewers and listeners and, and um, who follow the channel, um, I think you're going to enjoy the Ryder Cup more after watching the videos because you're going to know the holes yeah, much I would more agree. Intent, I would agree. much more thoroughly. Um yeah, and then I wasn't I wasn't planning on going, to be truthful with you. I wasn't really kind of umming and ahhing. I wasn't quite sure. I've done a bit of travelling this year, but, you know, I've been very fortunate this year. I've been to the Masters, the Open, and, and then, like, an opportunity has now arisen for me to go to the Ryder Cup, and I've snatched it with both hands. First reserve, so you got to go. First reserve. Yeah, because, yeah, obviously, Luke's seen my, my game recently. Uh, yeah. I've also played golf with Luke Donald. How about that? Nice. Um you know, I feel like my game's really trending at the moment, so... Well, let's just imagine that Bob McIntyre, McIntyre, should I say, is 
has one too many pizzas in Rome. Yeah. Falls over, rolls his ankle. Can't well, it's play. easy. A bit of red wine, a bit of pizza. It could yeah. happen. You on could those, even use his club. Play on lefty. Those, on those cobbly streets. Correct. Honestly, I, I think I should be there. I, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm just, I keep checking my phone. Um, I don't know if there's any... I don't, I don't know if it's it, it is funny what can happen to people when they break 80. <laughs> so it just goes so ahead. But um, just on that, though, kind of slight little segue, but the reason you are quite excited about your golf game is this last week, obviously, we had an amazing collaboration week with Grant Hall at the best, te- best teeth in the game, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. One of the best golf swings in the game. There was a lot of teeth on display last podcast. Yes, there was. Even people listening could tell there was a lot of teeth. There was like it was like three horse in here, uh, horses. Um, how and, and only in the teeth department. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. Nice. Nothing um, else. And also on top of that, what an amazing guy he's. He's a really really nice guy. I love spending time with Grant. Um, you played last week though with him in part some of the best golf I've seen you play. Certainly from the tee. There's there's spells at the moment. Mm. It's not perfect, but I am seeing light at the end of the tunnel. I think it's no surprise to anybody listening, watching that my game has not been good this year. I've been really I don't know, I've been really upset with my game this year, but I've got no right to be upset because I don't practice. I've not really worked hard on my game. I've not really done anything that that deserves any great level of golf. But I before the ride before the ride cup before the uh, the week with Grant, um, I actually went out for just a little tennis hole practice mm-hmm. with your friend of mine, James Robinson, yes, friend of the channel, uh, who also featured in the Grant versus uh, Grant uh, week because we actually had a little cheeky match where Grant took on James Robinson. That was a great match <clears> play. Ex tour professional played in the Open. We thought it'd be a good head to head. And did, another one. And we did a you and Grant versus me and. James, yes. which is also really good. I think you might have hit one of the best shots you've ever hit. Yes, on a finishing hole. Yes, we won't we won't spoil that. But um, I actually went out with James just a little. I'd, I'd not played golf for a week or so before playing with Grant, and we went out just brush off the cobwebs. And he he kind of just observations that I've known about my golf swing for a long time. He kind of just started to probe the questions and start to ask, you know, why why do you open the face a little bit in the backswing, and why do you get a little bit cuppy? And anyway, he gave me a little improv lesson. And I wasn't going to trust it, not because I don't trust James, but because any swing change, and I'm sure everybody listening, watching can, can associate to this, any swing change takes a little bit of time to bed in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's not always an instant fix. And for something that felt so bizarre for me, closing my face more in the backswing, I wasn't fully trusting being able to take out on the golf course. And I expressed these uh, concerns to James and he said, are you playing well at the moment? I said, no, I'm playing awful. He said, well, what does it matter? Good point. He said, well, what does it matter? Why, why don't you just make these changes? And so what? If you're, mm, if you're already going to play bit. awful, you might as well try something new and play, hopefully not as awful. You know what I thought the other day on this? Right, you know when you've not played golf for, let's say, a month or two months or whatever, and you go back and your swing feels a bit weird because obviously you've not played for very long, you know, not played much. It, say somebody, this would be a, maybe a silly example, but say someone's playing bad golf, right? They're just hitting it rubbish, not enjoying it. Would you ever recommend having like a month or two off, firstly for your headspace, just to get out of the world of golf, enjoy doing other things, come back and almost before you hit a ball, actually have a lesson mm. so that you can almost change your swing while it feels weird anyway? Not, it's not a terrible idea. Mm. It's not a terrible idea at all because sometimes when you're in that kind of weird position where you've just come back out of golf for a while, everything feels a bit different anyway. Exactly. So it's a not, you're a bit, your swing's a bit more jellified. Mm. So you can kind of make changes. Um, you know, there's sometimes when I was obviously still coaching full time where I'd, I'd get 
just that situation where it's like, oh, I've just been all day, Rick. I've not practiced for two weeks. And sometimes my light, my eyes lit up. I'm like, brilliant. Yeah. Because you're in that, you're in that stage. You've got jelly arms. You're in that jelly arms stage <laughs> where, I can, where I can manipulate and mold you. Um, but yeah, no, there was, there was definitely, definitely, I'm not saying it's perfect yet, but there was definitely light at the end of the tunnel. I hit my driver so much better. I hit some of the sweetest irons and wedges I've ever hit. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, my week started like I was one of the best putters in the world. Yeah. And as the week carried on, I got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse my putting. Mm. Just to give everyone a bit of a heads up, and this is why we love the podcast and why we do the podcast, not only to be able to interview some of the best players in the world or cool YouTube personalities or talk about the Ryder Cup or whatever it may be. It's also a time just to share a bit of, bit of behind the scenes of the YouTube world. The videos that you'll see come out on the channel of mine and Grant's over the next week or so, two weeks, etc., aren't always in the order they got shot. Mm-hmm. So we, we've actually kind of, sometimes you might jumble up the order. One video might suit being first. So this particular video that Grant released last night, which if you've not checked it out, go and check it out. It's 18 holes, me versus Grant stroke play. That was filmed kind of like on day two, the afternoon of, the afternoon of day three, I think it was. Yes. So it's like, it's all a bit out of sync. So you might see sometimes I'm playing better. And also I think a lot of people, certainly if you're, technically eagle-eyed, I think you'll notice quite a lot of swing changes between the videos that come out with Grant and even the videos I'm going to film and come out ahead of the Ryder Cup videos. My swing's changed quite a lot since those two points as well. Yeah, but I think as well what was bizarre is, I don't know what order this was in, but there was a day where your driver was literally almost boring. You were hitting it so straight on every tee, and even Grant was like, what's going on? And then the next day, it wasn't... Just and it. it- it felt, it's a bit of trust there. It's, the it's trust, but that, but that's just golf. I know we said this a lot, but like that is just golf in a nutshell. Look, what, and I did a similar thing because I played in a couple of these videos and one day I was hitting some good shots, next day I was hitting different, like maybe I was driving it well, next day not so much putting well or whatever it might be. And even again, we've said this before, when you look at even tour pros and, and Ludwig Eberg's a great example. Let me just get his, his, his uh, scores up for him, thingy. He obviously had, I mean, obviously other things can, can um, account for this, whether it be... Well, it's just pressure, pressure or, But he... Let me try and get the scoreboard up. Inevitably, it's taken me ages to do it now. Um, yeah, I think he had three. He had sixties. Yeah, and then he obviously had a bad, bad last round. What did he do? So he came tied tenth. Still isn't a bad finish for a rookie. Um, By the way, how while you pulling pulling that information up, Ryan Fox's final round was, oh, was absolutely. Did he have joke. a treble? He had a triple on the third or fourth, Ridiculous. and then from that point, shot eight under. So Ludwig, he went sixty-eight. 66, 66, 76. So there was obviously a, a 10 shot swing from his Saturday to Sunday. And that's kind of at, at that level as well. You think, well, no wonder, you know, if these guys who are practicing so much have the best golf swings in the world, have the best coaches, best facilities, they can go from one day to the next shooting 10 shot difference. What can we do as just wow. amateurs? Like, you know, I might shoot 81 day and then 89 the next or 72 the next or whatever it might be. It's, it must be that the, 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 Golf must be the game that can vary the most from day to day, even yep. for a professional athlete. Correct, one hundred percent. I wonder. I'm also thinking how many how many times do you think a winner of a big tour event? I mean, this is European or DP World Tours flagship event. It really is. How many players have actually had a triple bogey and still gone on to win that? Yeah, I bet there's not many. No, I bet the odds after he made triple bogey were just ridiculous, and he he came back and just absolutely set the back. Uh, back nine alight 
Also, big shout out to Aaron Rye. Yes. Did you see his eagle? Oh, close eagle putt. Yeah. Oh my God, I thought he'd hold it. I was watching it. I was like, oh my God, this looks so good. Um, also, again, obviously this is a big DP World Tour event. The, the European team did really good. Yep. Every one of them made the cut. Mm-hmm. Every one of them would do it, was performing really well from John Rahm, Tyrrell Hatton, Victor Hovland, Tommy Fleetwood, Roy McElroy, Aberg, all on the front page of the leaderboard. Good to see. Promising signs. Um, it- yeah, so at the moment, the game's not quite there. But again, give me two years or four years at Radical. Go four. Yeah, I'll go four years. Another thing I'd want to give a shout out to is so this week again with Grant. We've got some great content coming and there's loads on Grant's channel as well. I would like to give a shout out to, to firstly to the Belfry as a as a resort and as a golf course. It is up there for me. I just love how it's so central in, in, in England. It's easy for people to get to. The chicken tenders are phenomenal. <laughs> well, you had them six times. So yeah, yeah, I'm a big chicken tenders fan with buffalo sauce. But not only that, there's three golf courses. We obviously use two of them, the PJ and the Brabazon. The Brabazon in particular, and we had this little chat, is, is one of my favourite golf courses. It's such a fun course to play. There's so many holes where there's a couple of lots of great holes, but there's probably 15 holes or so that you're actually looking for. You're on one hole looking forward to the next hole. I just thought I just really enjoyed it. It's so a shout out to them. And um, also shout out, as always, to Wallasey. We did some filming at Wallasey Golf Club. And it was just, as always, immaculate and, and yeah. it was the first time Grant had ever been on a Lynx course and his jaw just hit the floor. It was a nice one to take him to. Honestly, the condition of the golf course there, uh, John, the head greenkeeper, he's done such an amazing job. He's absolutely killed it. And Gareth, the, the GM, and just every bit of it, mm. every bit of it's superb. Um, we also, uh, you didn't you didn't come with me on this shoot, but for a video we did on Grant's channel, we actually went over to Royal Liverpool, the home yes. of this year's uh, Open Championship. It looks so bloody different. Without all the grandstands. It's mad. So it looks smaller, I take it. Or does it look bigger because there's more land? It looks bigger. It looks a lot bigger than the normal. Really? Because because you remember what was in those positions. Right. Like, it's it's madness. It's madness. Um, I didn't play in that video. It's a video that Grant does. He's called, it's called The Cut. So I was kind of caddying slash giving him some advice. I hit a couple of shots. I actually birded 17 again. Nice. I had, a, I had a, a, literally a kick in. It was about this far you love away. Hole. I do love that hole. Um, but yeah, it was, when you think about, and this is what's always crazy about these golf courses, and, and we'll see it at Marco Simone. We went there a few weeks ago, infrastructure up, everything else. As soon as the Ryder Cup's gone, a few weeks later, gone. it's just like the circus has mm. come to town and then it's gone. Yeah. Just like the open, like, felt like, that in the, that week in July, Royal Liverpool, Hoylake, was the epicentre of the world of golf. Yeah. Everybody who everybody is there. Mm. And then last week, me and Grant went, the la- very last tea time, we got round in like two and a half hours, because um, it was going dark. And it's like, how is this the same place? You know what? I think that is one of the reasons why I love St Andrews so much, because, and it sounds bizarre, when you go to the Open at, say, Royal Liverpool, and then you go a few weeks later or a month later or whatever it might be, a couple of months later, and everything's gone. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I don't know why. I feel quite sad about it. They're like, oh, that's over now. Well, obviously, St. Andrews tomorrow or today is nothing like it would be when the Open's there. But it's a bit close. There's still golfers mm. everywhere. There's people walking around the town. Yeah, the no, golf clubs, right, there's golf shops. And I feel like you get that little bit of energy, that golfer's buzz. And I don't know. I think another thing as well, just kind of, on a, again, a little segue, though, is the difference with it, an old course or Royal Liverpool with the infrastructure is those golf courses were there long before all this. We would have ever thought or dreamt that golf events would be so big. Whereas something we'll come on to next week with, um, oh my days, my name's just, no, no, with um, Dave, sorry, is that the whole golf course was built with the Radic up in mm. mind and all the infrastructure, is, it, I'd say it dwarfs that of the open. The, the one thing I can't fathom now is when I go to, like, say, Royal Liverpool and all the grandsons were short, uh, not there. But why was that, why was that land left like that? Mm. Like, there's huge expanses of land. And I'm not just talking about the driving range, which obviously becomes the tented village. On the side of three? Side of three. Yeah. Massive, massive um, infrastructure, like, on the left side of yeah, three, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah? And then, you know, when the, hosp- the really big three-tiered yes. hospitality thing was, yeah. by, like, by the side of 16th Green? Yeah. You look at that now and go, why was that land? Yeah, why is that, I mean, yeah. Why was it just left like that? Or, you know, the par four kind of dog leg about the 14th? One that's quite, quite a... Tricky green on yeah. the right of that, so much land. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It is weird, I suppose, as well. Though there's that many good open venues that didn't have that land, like a Presswick, that now can't host it because yeah. they haven't got it. So it's just probably even like a Royal Lytham. Like mm. Royal Lytham is a is a an amazing golf course. I'm a huge fan of it, but there's there's rumours now about trying to get the, the open again, but it's just not got the infrastructure, not got the space, and and. Somewhere like that, surrounded by houses and railway, you can't just make space. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this year, obviously, again, we said about the rider, we're more excited for it for a, a number of reasons. I, I can't make this one anyway, but this is the one I do feel like people are going, I'm kind of jealous of. And I do think that, because hopefully, obviously, a lot of Europeans and people listening to this podcast will go over, and Americans. 
I think it's going to be one that people are going to love. I just, I, I just can't understand um, it being full. What the people? Yeah, it will be, mm-hmm. but I, I almost can't imagine it. I suppose you've got Americans clearly are going yeah. to go over. You've then got Europeans. It's such a short flight. I wonder how many actual Italians, even if they lose interest in golf or no interest in golf, would go. It's this is the third biggest sporting event in the world. But I think we got told that by Dave. You've got yeah, the Olympics, World Cup, Olympics, yeah, don't know which... World Cup, and then the Ryder Cup. Wow. So if that's on your, if that's, if that's within an hour and a half of your yeah, house in Italy, so. would you take the kids and go? Look, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. We've got cheap yeah, tickets. I don't know if there's cheap tickets for residents, residents or not, but it's um, it's going to be good. I actually genuinely, I'm really excited for it. Do you think this year has been a good year for golf? Um, in what sense? Just generically, yeah. generally. Has has golf even reached out to more non-golfers this year than ever before? I'm going to go yes. I think Netflix was very good, very big for golf. I think it certainly got more potentially. Well, I've not got any stats to hand. I'm guessing with it on Netflix. You've got to touch hand with it. Um, no, sadly not. Just checks on my hand. Oh yeah. Um, no, but you, you, you've got to think that the uh, the Netflix show um, has has had a positive impact on the game, whether it be casuals or or wives or partners, yeah. husbands of golfers, whatever it might be, might have to take a bit more interest in the game. That's got to be a good thing. Yeah, definitely. I think the live chatter from live in general and then obviously the forming of the PGA Tour and the, the PIF and all that stuff, although it might be bad as a golfer, it gets golf in the headlines more. Is that yeah. a good thing, potentially? Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just very intrigued this year. I mean, it's like, it, obviously Tiger now is not the big pull or, you know, he's not been, he's not, he played in the Masters, that's it, this year and then pulled out because of injury. You know, is golf still in a safe enough place for it to continue to grow? And is it still reaching the non-golfers, mm. the audience. I kind of feel like it is, but like I said, I've got no stats to I hand. think on Tiger, personally, I've said this before, but like, I, I'm again, we're big, huge Tiger fans. That's obvious. We know, everyone knows that. I've not personally missed him in these majors as much as I thought he would. Like, yes, if someone said to me, I've got a, a crystal ball. Uh, is that what you call a crystal ball? Yeah. Where you can see the future. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, they're popular. Yeah. No, but is that what they're called? Crystal ball? Is that wrong? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's crystal ball. Yeah, my head just went then. Those that have got a crystal or a ball. Crystal maze, or no, crystal. <laughs> and um, I was say something else. Then crystal meth. Might be me. I watched um, Inside the World's Worst Prisons yesterday, and that was about crystal meth. Wow. Um, anyway, no. And someone said, "Yeah, I've got crystal ball, and I can see that next year Tiger is going to be playing in a major or three majors or four of the majors." I would be delighted, right? I really would. But I'm not. When I watched the Open this year, and honest to God, never once thought. I'm missing Tiger because there's so many more narratives now. Obviously, with you've got the kind of rivalry, well, not rivalry, you've got the battle between John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Rory. You've got this young blood, you've got your, your Victor Hovland, you've got the Ludvigs now coming through. Weirdly, weirdly got like your Ricky Fowler and your Jason it, Day back exactly. who are playing great. And then on the other side, so that I, I don't think personally I'm missing Tiger, but you are right. The influx of Tiger in the, in the mid to late 90s to 2000s was massive for golf. I'm not for one second comparing what I'm going to say now to tiger and what he did but another thing we're seeing a lot more now is obviously with with the influx of youtube golf creators youtube uh, golf tiktok people etc would i i personally believe again we are seeing golf transcend that younger audience richard's the new tiger so you think of the no, podcast title no this makes sense this actually makes a lot of sense because i've got a bit of beef with tiger L- leave it with me let me i'm coming on to that in a sec 
but but I'm saying this might be why he's trying to shot throw shots over the barrel. Possibly. Maybe, Possibly. Maybe he's getting worried. There's a magazine back there. Okay. With the most influential people in golf. What number were you? Wasn't number one. Okay. Who okay. was number one? Tiger. Ah. And I think he's got issues with it. You're coming for I Tiger? He, I think he wants it. The beer right. map's gone. I think he wants a bit, uh, it's a, ironically, a master's beer map. I think he wants, I, I don't think he wants this smoke and therefore he's throwing shots across the barrel because in a exhibition warm-up-y thing that he was doing, mm. someone said, what's your advice to amateur golfers? Yeah, and what did he say? Quote, unquote. <sighs> don't watch effing YouTube. It hurts me. To, yeah, he, he actually said, don't watch effing YouTube. Mm-hmm. Except real, real shields. He actually said that. Don't, if mm. you, if you, no, listen, listen to this clip really carefully. Okay, you ready? Yeah. See? Yeah. Oh, wow. Did you hear that then? Third ooze. I had, it all, I had Tiger all wrong. I thought it was a Rick Shields hater. He's actually a lover. Yeah. And, and just go out and beat balls. Yeah. So for those who haven't seen this, I'm sure you have, but Ty Goods has, 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 came out, has come out and said his advice would be don't watch effing YouTube or whatever. Apart from Rick Shields. Yeah. Now, I, I kind of understand to some degree where it's coming from. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 let me get you. No, that, that means this is a bigger point. I think what he is meaning is, like anything in life, people are often searching for the shortcut. We all are. So, for example, if, if we go on a diet and we want to start working out, rather than actually really putting in the effort and eating well for two years or whatever it might be and working out day in, day out, we go onto YouTube, we type in fat loss in two days. That's what. That's the nature of the world we live in. I search... Can he, uh, is there diet chips? Yes, correct. How do I lose weight eating McDonald's? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I suppose what Tiger's meaning is that people, most people who play golf, not everybody, but most want to get better at the game because that typically makes you enjoy it more. Not always, but typically. So he's probably saying that rather than going onto YouTube and watching how to get better at golf, that's only going to be a magic wand, you have to hit balls. And he's got truth in that. You will also, you know, no, you'll know. say, if someone watches your coaching videos, you have to go and practice it. I think the short-sightedness, though, what people have been kind of jumping on and joking is that how many people, and we know we see the stats in this, literally, watch a golf coaching video because they've never, ever, ever even held a golf club. They might be going on a first date to a driving range. They might be going on a works do with golf. They might even go and play mini golf and never put it before. Silly example, but true. They watch your video. They watch somebody else's video. Next thing they go, they go and actually quite enjoy it. It goes to drive range again and again. Then they actually book in a lesson with a pro or they buy some clubs and then they become a Tiger Woods fan or a Victor Hovland fan. So I think for a lot of people, YouTube is that gateway. And I think by people not realising that, it's very, very short-sighted. Yeah. And and that, and obviously he wants to remain as number one most influential person in the Correct. world. Correct. And his son probably spends too much time watching your videos. So. Possibly. So yeah, a little, little beef. Tiger? Oh no, not this. This is one you won't win. Even I'm on Tiger's side. <laughs> if, if you want, if you want this smoke, 10 shot challenge, medalist, you set the time, I'll be there. If Tiger said no, I don't want to play you, but I want to have a celebrity boxing match with you once his legs are a bit better. How many rounds do you live with Tiger? How many la- rounds of boxing, three minute rounds could you handle? I'm quite fast. I can probably run away from him for a while. Yeah. I, I, I reckon you get into the second round. Yeah, no, I'd take that. Running around, burn him out for the first one, <laughs> then he just absolutely leathers you with the haymaker. <laughs> let's not let's not think about Tiger fighting me because that's not a vision I I want. mean, there's more chance of Tiger fighting you than a 10 shot challenge. True or false? False. Prove me wrong. I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> Tiger, you and me, 10 shot challenge. If that ever, ever, ever happens, I would love the picture on Instagram to be you and Tiger squaring up, fists up. 
Imagine that. I'd break the internet. I love Tiger. I miss. I do miss it. <laughs> I take it is all that what back. we're getting to? Is that basically what we're getting to all this? I think the other thing is, is um, if he ever said, all right, Rick, the 10 chat challenge, if I win, you delete your YouTube channel. But can you put the video on first? I was going to say, yeah. Let's try, there's no point let's doing try it. milk the <laughs> Imagine that. You play him, you actually get the collab, you play with him, you lose, and you can't ever show the video. You just have to watch it at home on your own. And then, like, be that crazy person in the corner that used to be on YouTube and, like, in a rocking chair and going, I did play Tiger. I did. I did play, I did play Tiger. Bogey the last lost. Bogey the last lost. Bogey the last lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I see the future. That's your crystal ball moment that there, is my guy. Crystal, that is my crystal that ball. That is right it there. Random one, then. I've got a question off Josh Green in the Facebook group, and it's very, very random, but I'm going to ask it. Obviously, he says there is a copyright issue with music in your videos, so we don't get to hear your music tastes. But what are yours and Rick's favourite musicians? And if you had to pick a favourite song to walk out to, what would it be? So picture the scene, Rick. You do make the Ryder Cup in four years' time. They've also implemented a new rule where you walk on to your absolute walk-on song, like a boxer, like a darts player. What are you walking on to? And what music do you like in general? We play it for you. This is going to get monetized. We might get, we can't, because it'll get monetized. a little bit. And mm-hmm. I think the artist will be fine with it. He's a, he's a personal close friend of mine. Um, find it. Matt, will this get demonetized? No, it won't. Don't worry about it. Um, what the hell's the song? Got it, I've got it. I've Go got on it. quick. Got it, don't worry. Um, got it. I like, in answer to the question, I like rap music. Ready? This is, this is what I'd walk out to. Mm. Right, that's enough. Good morning. I think that's 10 seconds. Good morning. Wow. <laughs> it's a remix. Um, I do also like, I like pop rap. Rap, yeah. I like squeaky clean, not too many F-bombs. Mm-hmm. I can listen to it in the car with the kids and they're not going to be getting all gangster on me. Yeah. Um, but I also really like pop music. Yeah. Like, like, just love pop music, love dance music. Um, I wouldn't say I've got an artist that I'd... I'd no, I'm, I'm not really a big artist guy. I went guy. to Bongo Bingo again Saturday you night. did, indeed. And Craig David performed. Legend. I mean, that was ridiculous. Got a lot of good songs. So he's got... He can sing. Yes. He can rap. He can mix. He can DJ. He can probably dance. This is what my wife told me, so I don't really remember much of it. But <laughs> that, that's, what he's, that's what he can do, so... <laughs> that's what he can do. Um, I think, like, someone, like, who's multi-talented... Mm. I, do, I know this would probably get some flack. I do actually like Kanye West. Certainly his old stuff. Yeah, I don't think you can argue with some of his, his music output. I mean, my taste in music maybe isn't great. So it's like Will Smith. Wow. The Will Smith, Kanye West. Um, <laughs> trying to think who else I really like. There's loads. I like anything dance. David Guetta. I love yeah. David Guetta. Or Guetta. Guetta. Yeah. You, you, I, like the new, I like the new Doja Cat song. Well, don't know it. Yeah. Quite cool. <laughs> so okay, boomer. Um, <laughs> on that though, there's also obviously there's some very exciting videos coming and have been on the Hit Channel. So if you're um, one of those golfers like a lot of us who love golf equipment and you want to watch more golf reviews, if you didn't know, which I'm sure you should have known, but if you didn't know, we have Rick has another new channel, uh, Hit Golf no, Reviews. Is another new? Not got another See, it's one. It's new channel every bloody week. Can't keep up. He's got Facebook. He's got Instagram. He's got Toxic. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going on Snapchat. <laughs> it's WhatsApp, it's Telegram. Um, email, post, PO box. I've got it. You name it, we've got it. Um, so Rick's another new channel. His third channel. The same channel that we've had for like quite a long time now. Yeah, this could be someone's first ever listening to this podcast. So Rick has a third channel. He's got three YouTube channels. Rick Shields Main, Rick Shields Podcast, Rick Shields Reviews, blah, blah, blah. Hit golf, boring, blah, blah. Um, there's been some very very exciting club reviews on there one of the big ones um, that really excited me because again a bit more nerdy was Adams Golf are back uh, in a big way and they're kind of different target market now they're going a little bit more for the kind of younger golfer maybe a bit more of a young professional who wants to kind of buy a bit of a package set get it all in one but wants quality doesn't want to spend stupid amount of money we've got more videos of that stuff coming but the first one we have released was the new putters mm. they have actually bought and utilized the c groove technology that lots of people will know from the old yes putters yes putters were absolutely amazing and so popular in the mid 2000s 0506 07 etc the back um with the bang they were nice, really nice. Mm. Um, I tested it against the Yes Putter as well, and the roll off the face was very, very similar. Um, however, there is a product from Adams that I have tested. I don't think the video, well, the video isn't out just yet. That genuinely was like, whoa, yeah. what the hell? Where's, where's this come from? Uh, so that video will be coming out soon. We also did a really cool video where I tested two drivers from Ping that were 25 years old. Uh, mm. Sorry, 25 years in gap there's 25 years gap between the two drivers that's what i was trying to say from 1998 a, tight, a ping t-i-s-i titanium driver uh, i remember when it first came out i only really just started playing golf at that in that year or mm. the year just before and then the latest ping g430 what are we up to now g435 g430 30, ls tech yeah. i was thinking it's 35 for some reason g435 <laughs> <laughs> that's next year's driver the ping g430 ls tech um and the yardages i'm sure many people aren't going to be totally surprised that the yardages were different but go and check out the video to find out actually how many yards were different because it, yeah it was it was kind of re- it was probably about right it was about right, and it just, again, we won't give it too much away, but we, we all know that year to year, there's not much change, whether it be in a golf driver or it might be in an iPhone, for example, another another example, or even a car, you know, year on year, it's not great. But if you do skip a few generations or a number of generations, you do certainly see that there is a difference. And, and, and I suppose on that, we, we kind of know now that to some degree, golf clubs, drives have, have hit some level of limit in terms of how fast they can be, etc., but I would very much imagine in the next 20 years or 15 years or 10 years, drivers then will be outperforming today's ones. So there is still innovation to be had, I guess is what I'm saying. But yeah, that's an exciting video. Um, so keep your eye on Hit Golf. Uh, make sure you go and subscribe. Loads of videos coming soon. On that though, we have both also got our new three iron in the bag. Mm. You have got what I can only really describe as a magic wand. It's It's... It is. It is. <laughs> Actually, it is a magic wand. It's bulky. It's not the best looker. Listen, not many witches are. No. Ah, nice. Like that. Your but, broomstick. But what it can do with that broomstick. You want it what high? I can do. What, you want to get hit it? Can you hit it high? Can I? Low? Easy. Medium? Next. Yep. Question. Off the tee, off the roof, off the fairway. What, actually- remind me the model name. <laughs> U505. Something like that. It's the new Taylor, the title is Chunky. U505. It's, uh, it honestly, I, I kind of didn't want to put it in the bag. Didn't want to. Nope. 
Okay, didn't ugly duckling, but honestly, shh, it's, best, it is working. The best ugly duckling, duckling I've ever had. <laughs> How many ducks have you had? <laughs> I would say because I'm similar, similar, but I just got a new three iron. I've got the Titleist T two hundred, the new one. For me, and I think you're in a similar position, Rick. I think probably a lot of people are. I've had I've, I've swapped putter recently a bit, but I keep going back to my, my spider. Love my wedges. Got the new irons, fine. I can use any irons really. Love my drive, love my three. No, you know what I mean. I'm not too fussy to to a degree. Driver three wood, great. That kind of gap between my four iron and my three wood, I find it so hard to fill. I've tried seven woods, I've tried two irons. With all with some success. You only need two clubs in that gap. I think you do. That's what I'm becoming the realisation of. And I'm I'm actually going to start kind of monitoring a bit of stats in my game a little bit. Nothing too nerdy, but just kind of measuring a few stats and just see where maybe I could take a wedge out of the bag and Mm. put, put an extra club in. Because I, I wouldn't mind a five wood. Yeah. Never a club I've had. No. Ever, ever, I'm ever. Guy, actually, have to be fair. I've, had, I've always had driver three with then long iron, whether it's two iron. I've had a hybrids mixture. Um, or I, I could even put a two iron in that in that same club, in the U505. The, the only way I think you make that work then, and I've told you this myself, because I have a pitching wedge as part of the set, and then I have 50, 54, 58. Do you go... 52, 58. So you've got 46, which in my case, which you is your wedge. Like James Robinson yeah. does 52, 58. Because surely the 52 gets you that gappiness. You can open it a bit for your more 54 we kind of shot, and then your 58's there anyway. Yeah, because I, I very much, when I, when I, unless I'm hitting like a full shot, I think I'd have to get better at being able to control the 52's distance. Mm. I'd need to be able to hit a 52 90 yards yeah. or, or 100 yards. You get what I mean? Yeah. Where at the moment my hundred yards is bang on my fifty six degree, pretty much every, I'm pretty confident with that. If I went fifty two and fifty six, I think I'd have to just be better at my distance control to be able to allow for that extra gap than to go longer in the clubs. No, I agree. And then the the last little bit. But of then qu- the other thing, sorry, last one. I don't actually know how much I'd use it though. The five wood. Just say for argument's sake, right? You're two hundred thirty yards away from the green. Mm-hmm. Now, typically, that's going to be a par five. Mm-hmm. Really, isn't it? Yeah. Or a, or a long par three. Crazy par- Yeah, or a crummy par four, would it? Unless it's Very, a ridiculous unless a golf really course. Tee shot. Yeah. Like, I'm a happy ripping that three iron and being 10 yards short. Probably. Mm. But I, would you rather hit the five would have been the green? If there's space there, it mm. depends. I don't know. It's a club. It's, it's a part of the golf bag I really struggle with I think there's almost too many options like we said there's seven woods there's nine woods there's hybrids there's two irons there's these kind of what you've got it's like almost a utility chunky iron it's it's, it's hard the other the other other option is I might put a bit more loft, loft in my three wood hmm. yeah I don't the only time I ever hit my three wood off the tee definitely isn't for distance obviously it's just to put it in play so if I was ten yards shorter but in play with my four wood fine with mm-hmm. that and if I was going into a par three, a par five, sorry, as long as I can still muscle it 240, 245, I can then knock it down to 230. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> last thing as well, which we will also be reviewing soon, I'm not quite sure when, but on the channel, there's new tailor-made putters come out, the new spider putters. They're not going to be really reinventing the wheel. I think the spider franchise has really helped tailor-made become a legitimate putter brand. They've, they've tried and dipped the toe into lots of things and to be honest with you, they've failed in, in, in a lot, I would say. What I'm sorry was that? The spiders. Oh yeah. But tailor-made, I don't think have really, other than the spider range, they've not always been held in a high regard as a putter brand. They've recently brought out the TP Reserve, which you did review, which were kind of a Scotty Cameron mm, competitor. Not, They're not. Not, not really um, Scotty Cameron. They've had other bits and bobs, but I think the spider range is the first time really that 
I think that, I think for me, the key to success for a brand is when somebody asks you what you've got, you can actually say the model as opposed to the brand. So for example, Pro V1, Pro V1 Vokey, Spider, Spider. That's where Ping have really struggled. You know, Ping hands of putters were so good for so long, so popular. But it's like, what would you, they don't really, I mean, sorry, I mean in the putters. All oh, right, yeah, you, won't you wouldn't really. Um, and I think that's where Taylor made, like, and with Spider, they've actually built this own franchise. So I'm interested to see what they like, see what you even, think of even them. Even like Odyssey, just say White Hot. Or, yeah, or Two Ball, or White Hot, or whatever it might be. I think Taylor made, bar the Spider, have struggled a bit. Um, but so new Spiders must be, they, they look very forgiving, look kind of as what you'd expect. Good putters, obviously had a lot of success on tour. Um, so we'll be reviewing those at some point, see what you think. I feel like I need to put a change. I'm very, mm. very hot and cold with that putter at the moment. Sometimes I'm honestly, honestly thinking I can't miss. Like Royal Liverpool, when I chopped it round, but putted like God. And then the other day when I played, I hit it brilliantly and putted like never put yeah, out of the putter in my life. Maybe it's a, a, a brief romance or something else. Have your head turned a little bit. It's a little flirt. A little flirt. A little holiday romance. Maybe nine holes here and there. And then you go back to your own and go, it's nice to be back. I missed you. Kiss some makeup. I've done that many a time with butters, that is. Um, for those people, before we wrap this up, I would love to make a little, um, I'd like to beg, potentially, is what wow, I'm to say. Okay. I would love to, to beg those people who are listening to the podcast, certainly on Apple in particular, but any platform, please give us a five-star review. We've not had any reviews for a while, and, and it's nice to see that little bit of support. You know, we, we work hard here, this hour of our day. Because otherwise, it just feels like we're talking to each other in a room. Which is what we are doing, really. But like, yeah. Need feedback. So we'd love some some reviews. Four or five star, preferably five star. If you think it doesn't deserve a four or five star, then don't review it. And don't um, don't listen. Yeah, turn off now. Go away. Right, they've gone now. The, the whoppers have gone. <laughs> the idiots, just us and the cool people. <laughs> and those gimps have gone. Um, sure, you, can, you can say gimps, I think. Uh, it's at the end of the podcast anyway, it's irrelevant. It's only the, the, the yeah. Um, so that's that. Um Next week's is pre-recorded, um, but we're going to do an intro to it next week. Do we didn't want to do that. We didn't want to just leave that podcast because oh, God, for, God forbid. I think you're right to say. It. Well, oh yeah, God forbid if Rory fell over and broke his ankle tomorrow, or Bob McIntyre did in, indeed fall over after too many pizzas. It would seem strange not to reference that in the podcast that we're going to do. So we'll do a little bookend. I actually think we'd be investigated though if Rob McIntyre fell over eating a pizza. I, I'd also think. I, that. I actually think the. What, I reckon it'd be a pineapple pizza as well. God says he's a legend. That's why I eat. I feel like if, if, he, if that happens, <laughs> we would definitely be investigated. Yeah. Into like, you know, malicious. Or being psychic, having a crystal ball. And I've already I admitted, predict, I predict, I predict. Also, if, if this was a thousand years ago, we'd be burnt on the stake. Well, let's see. I'm, I'm currently saying I've, I've got a magic wand. Yeah. I'm a witch. Yeah. We're predicting the future. I bet I could predict who beat who who won out of yours and Grant's match that you played for our channel. I also bet I could predict who won out of me and you at Marco Simone. I bet a lot of people could predict who won versus me and Grant. But uh, enough said. I've said enough already. <laughs> Guys, stay tuned. Lots more to come. We shall see you next week. Oh, Ali G, like a gangster. Oh. That's too much Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs>
Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.